Hello and welcome back to episode 21 of Ag My Optics, a podcast where two adults discuss, overanalyze and generally take a kid's toy and media franchise a little too seriously, usually that of Transformers. I am your police motorcycle with integrated throwing stars and a weird traffic light weapon co-host, <laughs> Orion Gear. And with me is my auto-morphing six-wheeler military truck co-host, Virtual Dave. Welcome back, Virtual Dave. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've listened to the previous half of this episode, you'll know that we're talking about Transformers Animated. And if you didn't, why the hell not? Go back and listen to it now. Uh, we decided to chop this one into two parts because we, we, we wanged on so long about Animated for almost three hours... We might as well just split it in two, make it easier on your ears. Um, were we right to do so? Let us know. <laughs> so, let's get back into it, shall we? Here's our lowdown on Transformers Animated Part 2. <laughs> so, as we both know, there was supposed to be a fourth season. Um, do you, What do you know about the fourth season? Uh, well... I think the fourth season was really meant to cement the whole Prime becoming leader and Megatron escaping in some shape or form and becoming, uh, you know, I'll get my revenge Prime type of thing. But it was the, it was a shift more on Cybertron season four. Like it was the, uh, all of that stuff about organics and robots getting along and how that how Sentinel Prime's fear-mongering had affected Cybertronians and, like, all sorts of things was going to be pushed on. All the politics in Season 4, I think, was going to be there. Yeah. I mean, there's there's two versions of Season 4. There was the original version, and then there mm. was the Hasbro sticking their oar in version. <laughs> which is what we would have got if it had come out. Because mm. originally Season 4 was going to be more Beast Wars-inspired, and have Black Arachnia as the main villain. All right. And she was going to be continuing her techno-organic experiments. So we'd actually see more of her storyline brought through and into it, and and in a way tie that up. Because like I mentioned earlier, it felt like she wasn't very wasn't fleshed out enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would have been cool. But however, Hasbro, because of the success of the movies. Christ knows why they were successful, but they were. <laughs> Hasbro insisted um, on bringing it more in line with the live-action movie. So that meant mm-hmm. that Megatron had to come back as the main villain and it had to be set on Earth uh, as well as Cybertron. Oh, right, okay. So, I mean, are, are you aware of the fact that they, 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 they were going to phase out Bulkhead? No. Um, for, for who? Jazz and Ironhide. because I would have liked to see more of Ironhide and his Colossus powers (laughs) because they're the they're the main cast in the movie oh right of course because they they did write the 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 first well they wrote quite a few episodes for season four and the opening one was called um, uh, Trial of Megatron I think yeah Trial Mm -hmm. of Megatron and it was a three-parter and there, there was a script. There was a TF Nation where they did a read through the script, and in and in that three parter, Bulkhead ends up stranded on Cybertron, mm. and everyone else is on Earth, right. and so's Ironhide, and so's Jazz. <laughs> so the new team on Earth is very much the same team that you see in the first Transformers movie. Well, that's what I said at the beginning. That was my confusion when I first saw the roster mm. of it not aligning with the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whereas now, with the... Well, no, not, not... I was going to say with the exception of Prowl, but Prowl's dead. So, no, it is. Mm-hmm. It is just that, isn't it? It's, it's Bumblebee, Optimus Prime, Jazz, Ironhide. That's it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and Ratchet, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they also were going to end up repainted to look more like the movie versions. Oh, okay. Like, the, Ratchet, the was gonna, Ratchet was <laughs> going to turn green. And so on. <laughs> so, you know, there you go. But an Optimus Prime would get some Power Master armor, which is kind of a souped-up version of the wing thing that he got in Season 3, really. Mm. Yeah, I saw some designs of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, there were quite a few episodes plotted, including that one that is at TF Nation 2019. But Megatron basically uses like a loophole in Cybertronian law <laughs> that means he gets out of being tried for his crimes on Earth because they happened outside of Cybertronian jurisdiction. And isn't that what happens in IDW? So he gets out of. Well, being so, condemned for like he finds a loophole. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah, it's just, it's a different loophole, but yeah, sort of. <laughs> and all the while, he's imprisoned in Triptychon prison. Oh yeah, yeah. Where, <laughs> and he ends up enslaving minicons that then help him blast off Triptychon and entire city of Kaon from Cybertron and heads to Earth because on Earth, loads of um techno-organic energon has been sprouting up. Mm, yeah. Uh, so he goes there because that's where the, the best source of energon for to him to wage war on Cybertron again. Yeah, they hinted a lot of that, didn't they? The cityscapes in Cybertron were all like Metroplex, Fort Max and Triptychon. Well, yeah, I mean, well, we, we <laughs> talked about it before, but there's a lot of G1 nods and one of them is like, yeah, the main Autobot city looks like Metroplex. <laughs> so. But yeah, yeah, so th- th- was it meant to be a full season, but why did it get cancelled, Dave? Tell us why it got cancelled. Uh, Transformers Prime. All right, that's not why, but okay. <laughs> why did it get cancelled? Was it? My guess is it got something to do with the toys not selling or something. Is it? No, no, no. The toys sold. It was quite a popular toy line, but um, the reason it got cancelled was that a the movies have been a massive success, so they wanted to concentrate more on them. Okay. And they wanted a TV show that was more in line with the movies, which was Prime. Yeah. But probably the primary reason is that Hasbro wanted to cut ties with Cartoon Network and start their own TV station. Oh, of course. That's when, they, they, when the hub came, mm. I think. Or mm. they wanted to have their own network or something, right? Yeah, they started the hub network. Right, oh god. Which was eventually a complete flop. <laughs> it was. But they're, um, they wanted to do that, and obviously they couldn't do that whilst partnered with Cartoon Network. So it all went, and it was over. One of the worst decisions. Yeah, it's. If you ask me. Hasbro <laughs> scuppering themselves once again. But yeah, that's why it got cancelled uh, and cut short. Such so a similar story to like a spectacular Spider Man. Um, in a way, it kind of got caught short. Yeah. Um, just company interference. Yeah, it's politics, <laughs> isn't it? It's politics between companies. They co-owned Animated with Cartoon Network, and they didn't want to anymore. They wanted to have their cake and eat it, as it were. And yeah, as we spoke about early, the earlier, Transformers Animated was jarringly different to the movies. So they started working on a project that was more similar more in line with the movies, which was Transformers Prime. It's so strange, because Prime... uh, I had the opportunity to watch Prime when it came out, and I didn't. And I didn't watch it for the longest time Mm -hmm. because of its connection to the movies. Like, Mm. I didn't want to watch it because it reminded me so much of the movies. No, Um, no, me too. And then when I did watch some of it, I was like, this is just depressing. Some people were saying that it was so great. I'm like, is it? (laughs) It has has a lot of fans. It has a lot of fans. I think it's overly dark and dismal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. But, yeah. I've never watched it all. So maybe one day we'll do one of these on Prime and I'll change my opinion. But for now, no. (laughs) One thing you mentioned to me in a WhatsApp chat was you wanted to talk about the name Animated. Now, why did you want to talk about the name Animated? Uh, well, I mean, it's... <laughs> as strap lines or taglines go for Transformers shows or, like, the names, it's very different, you know? It's it's not... There's nothing in the show other than the actual animation that refers to the word Animated. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very... <laughs> It stands out on ones like, well, why would they call it that? Like, why did they not do that sort of twist on something heroes in the name? Like, why was animated chosen? Well, I would have thought it was obvious. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's because it's animated, yes. But I mean... And because there's a live action movie series. You think that's why? 
Because well, yeah. was... <laughs> <laughs> This is the animated one, just so you... <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. This is Transformers, the movie, as it were, the live-action yeah. movie, and here is an animated TV show. We've called it Transformers Animated. Just like we did with Star Trek. Just like we did with Batman. But Batman wasn't actually called Batman the animated show. Yes, it it, just... yeah, that's exactly what it was called. <laughs> no. It was called Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> it was! I mean, in the terms of like how it's... Oh, like, it's almost like it's Ghostbusters and the real Ghostbusters. Right. You know, the way that to cause a distinction that it's is something different. But that was something else, though. There was a different reason for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, of all names, it stands out for for that. Like, it's different. It does, but the but the reasons seem fairly obvious to me, which is you've got a, you've got a live-action movie that, uh, at, at this point in time, that, that's the main Transformers brand, is the mm-hmm. live-action movies. So if you're going to make a TV series, an animated TV series... Calling it Transformers Animated is 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 a tried and tested format. They like I said, they did it with Star Trek, they did it with Batman. I mean, okay. Uh, <laughs> they started they said Transformers the animated series. It's just called Transformers Animated. Like I'm just I found I found So what well because they didn't say series. <laughs> okay. Fine. I mean like the the very next show is called Transformers Prime. You know, it's just it I think it's just odd how the naming convention for the show was picked and why that was a thing. Like That sounds to me like it was something that right. was behind the scenes and well, it got you, stuck. If you want something more, if you want another reason, if you, if you want me to speculate another okay. reason, it might, they might have used the word animated because mm-hmm. it, gives you, it gives you more of a cue to the fact that it's hand-drawn and it's super heroic. Yeah. There you go. There are Transformers series that don't necessarily have a strap line that is um, descriptive of exactly what's happening in the show. I mean, what's I mean, what's Armada about Transformers Armada? The Warring Armadas. What? What? Are, what? There's no Armada in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I fine. I, I can see why you might find it. Confusing, but I think I think it's fairly straightforward. I think it's to, it's a, it's a distinction. It's like this is the this is the cartoon show, and then there's you've got the movie. You had shows like Star Trek the animated series, Batman the animated series, um, X Men, which was only called X Men, but everyone referred to it as X Men the animated series. So you have that. So it's it's almost mm-hmm. like it's almost like it's it's subliminally telling subliminally subliminally telling you that it's a it's a typical hand drawn slightly superheroic kind of show. Okay, yeah. I mean, I mean, the only reason why I brought it up is it's just something that always I've never known the real answer to, and it's it's interesting to me that that's what the name was. Mm-hmm. I guess when you put it that way, it makes more sense. Yeah. But it's not something that I would ever... Like, there's... Well, I mean, all of the shows have been animated, <laughs> but none of them except this one has been given such a name, so it's just... Well, um... yeah, but I mean, obviously you weren't going to call Generation 1 animated, you're just going to call it Transformers, weren't you? <laughs> uh, and then after that point, yeah, I mean, you, I, I, did, I do get what you mean. I do get what you mean, <laughs> but I, I, I think there are some... I think I've given you some fairly compelling answers. No, no, I, I think you have. I mean, I, I just wanted to pick your brain on it. Whilst editing this podcast, Orion has stumbled across something that gives credence to his theory. The Wikipedia page for Transformers Animated states, Formerly known by the working title Transformers Heroes, its new simplified title was designed to specifically distinguish it from the live-action film released in July 2007, months before the first episode aired. However, the link citation doesn't seem to totally confirm this, so it's probably true. Maybe. I suppose what we should talk about 
as well is the theme tune and intro. Now, we, we did talk about this in a um, Top of the Bots that is only available to patrons. Mm-hmm. But um, let's just go over it a little bit. Um, what do you think of the theme tune and intro? Great. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's a kind of remix of the original Transformers theme tune, uh, G1 theme tune. I think the intro was probably, I think I'm sure I said it in that episode we did, but it, it's one of the first introductions of the show I have um, watching videos of it in bits and drips and drabs is the intro, because um, there was some sort of reveal for it, and you hear David Kay saying, I'm about to transform and roll out. Mm-hmm. And then the intro plays, um, and that there's a there's a slightly longer version of it or something. But I think it's good. I think it's a good theme song, music. In fact, even the music in the show, I think, is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's it's one of the better theme tunes where they take the original Generation One theme tune and try and give it a new flavour because mm-hmm. it does have a kind of superheroic kind of flavour. Yeah, it's it's a little bit overwrought in places, but it's good. You know, Rob in disguise. <laughs> it's like a bit, bit much. Great. But <laughs> overall, fine. And it also, it, I, no, I noticed like it incorporates things like sirens and stuff, which mm-hmm. um, you know mirrors the fact that the Autobots are treated more like an emergency service, stroke protectors of Earth than combatants in a war. Because they all coincidentally pick emergency vehicles. Well, Bumblebee is the police officer's car. Oh, yeah, that's it. since mm-hmm. when was a police officer's car not an emergency vehicle? Well, I mean, it's, it feels like it's his personal car, not his actual. It's got a siren. <laughs> yeah, that he puts on it. <laughs> yeah, so it is an emergency vehicle. <laughs> okay, it is. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay, yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> okay, it's not a police car, but it's a police officer's car. It's a detective's car, isn't it? Or a, yes. Or... So, but you've got like a police bike. You've got a fire mm-hmm. engine, you've got an army van, and, and you've got uh, an ambulance. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they are all pretty much emergency vehicles. They are. They are all emergency vehicles. <laughs> it works well, and it goes in the, like you say, the superhero theme for the first season. So, yeah. mm. And all the Decepticons are military vehicles, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, we've spoken about the TV show. Too much. <laughs> Let's talk about the toy line. Well, hey! So, uh, the cartoon first aired in December 2007, as I already said. Uh, the toy line, however, didn't hit the stores until late spring of 2008, uh, which was due to the ongoing, ongoing popularity of the movie toy line. So it's pushed back. They were like, oh, well, we're still selling lots of movie toys, so why would we bring out a confusing other line now? But unfortunately, Cartoon Network were like, yeah, but we've got this TV show ready to go and we want to put it on and get some viewer viewing numbers, you know. Mm. So Cartoon Network went ahead and put it on. I imagine it was in the agreement, in the contract. It's like it's going to air at the end of 2007, whether you like it or not. Mm. But they pushed back the toy line a little bit, which I mean, it's not 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 necessarily a bad idea because it gave people time to get used to the show. Yeah. And so, like, you know. The fans to warm up to it, and mm. and also as we discussed, they didn't just keep dropping new characters. So by the time the toy line came out, there was enough characters in the show to have a, like a line in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the worst decision, but it was a little bit jarring in a way. But I mean, <laughs> it's fine. So yeah, the toys, the toys. This was the first toy line. I mean, what well, this is the most interesting thing for me about the toy line. I mean, for a start. It's much like the show. It's stylistically very different to anything that's come before. Mm-hmm. And it was the first toy line where the toy designers and the show animators worked in concert to come up with the designs. Hmm. Usually the toys come first and then the animators figure out a way of animating them. <clears throat> Usually. Sometimes it's the other way around, but mostly it's that way. But in this case, they worked together and went back and forward kind of uh, going, well... We need the we need them to work as toys, but we also need them to look good on screen. So how are we going to get that to work? Mm. And for that reason, it's probably one of the most show accurate toy lines there's ever been. Uh, yeah, the style really comes through in the characters. I mean, when you start putting them all together, 
it becomes really apparent that the the synergy that must have been going on because any anyone who's handled Transformers toys over the years, you know that the transformations you might see on screen may be like some cheating might be going on. Yeah. Some sort of, you know, oh, well, that transformation sequence looked different in the episode before type mm-hmm. of thing. Whereas in animated, multiple times, you really get the the feeling that the transformation you're doing is what the characters are doing on, on the show. Even stuff like the integrated weapons are where they are on the toys. Like Yeah, absolutely. Prowl's ninja styles are on his knees. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, they're in his wheels, aren't they? They're in his, which are in, yeah, inside, yeah. inside his legs. Oh, yeah, in his legs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was the best looking uh, Transformer that turned into a bike I'd ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Probably still is. Mm-hmm. Now, it's really impressive. Especially because they went for such a Cartoon Network kind of house style. Mm-hmm. The way they managed to make those toys look so much like the, what was on screen and transform in the same way and have those kind of rounded corners and kind of a, and they had a, that flat matte kind of um, color schemes and stuff and, and superhero proportions, you know, like all kind of like big chests and they're very, they look very heroic. Mm-hmm. All the way down to like facial expressions, like you know they have <laughs> great facial expressions that that look like what you see on the TV show. It's so seamless. Mm-hmm. You can be there, sat, you can be sat there as a little kid watching the show, holding your Optimus Prime or holding your um, Star Scream or whatever, and what you have in your hand is what you're watching on the television. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a really good. Um, toy line in terms of, you know, the designs, they really come to life. And especially the, um, uh, I think it was Bulkhead who had like a, a, a Voyager version and he had like a leader version. They did that a few times with some of the characters. They'd have different scale versions of them, didn't they? But the leader one came with, um, the headmaster unit mm-hmm. to put on his head. Yep. Uh, and it would work on, the other leader bots, like Megatron and stuff like that, it would mm-hmm. be able to clamp on and things like that. Like this, you know, it was really well thought out, a lot of the things they tried to do. Yeah. And no line-wide gimmick. No cyber keys, no mini-cons, no, um, oh, what did they do in Energon? They, they became each other's pants. That stuff. <laughs> Power linking. Power linking, yeah. There was no line-wide gimmick. That's so refreshing. Yeah. Like, even even Beast Wars had line-wide gimmicks, like um, Transmetals and uh, and so on. You know what I mean? Like, this, they didn't have one, you know? You you were like, no, the important thing is it's a nice action figure that transforms that looks good and, and, and is good to play with and feels good in your hand. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're, no, you're right. No, no. I didn't think of that, yeah. No, I mean, there was, there was some kind of cheaper toys that kind of auto-transformed and there was some weird... There was an Optimus Prime that had a bit too much electronics in it and stuff. It was a bit <laughs> rubbish. But, but generally, the toys were action figures first uh, that transformed not, and not gimmicky, you know? I think the only and the only, gimmicks, that... the only gimmicks that were there... Sorry, just cutting on you. The only yeah. gimmicks that were there were, cut, were gimmicks based on what they did in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. They, whatever they... Like the headmaster unit, the headmasters, bumblebee stingers, yeah, ratchet spring out magnet hand slings, and all of his tools. Mm-hmm. I think the best, uh, one of the, my favorite figure representations is the whole lockdown having the the weapon on his arm, and then that can plug into the EMP, the EMP, yeah, and it can plug into ratchet if you had bought both. Yeah, everything like it was that type of stuff was great. Mm. Um, no, it's just really well thought out, isn't it? Like they really thought about the playability and the connectivity between the fiction and the toys. I think the only complaint I hear for the toy line, and I kind mean, of I agree, but I'm sure there's a reason for it. Um, I've got to say that the big guy, the big Decepticon, what's his name? Lugnuts. Lugnuts. He's his toy was really small. He was undersized. Like, I think he should have got one of those bigger leader toys like Bulkhead did as well. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. But apart from that, uh, most of the things I've 
been looking up and finding out about this. A lot of people really love the toys. It was mm. quite held in quite high regard. They're quite sought after now on the aftermarket. Like, they are popular. They are, they are indeed. Yeah, okay. Might be some scale issues, but there's always scale issues with Transformers yes. toy lines. I mean, it, it comes with the territory, doesn't it? Let's face it. <laughs> Everything's not going to scale perfectly. And was was there a real Omega Supreme, or was that just like a fan pick? I did see pictures of a animated Supreme. No, that was a... I think that was a custom... I think someone built that. No, though, I don't think there was. I remember them being on the shelves in toy stores, like Toys R Us, um, but uh, it was telling that they weren't really being treated like a main line. They were being treated like a sub line. Like, most of the space was taken up by movie. So they'd be, like, pushed to one side, and you have all these movie, all this movie shit, and then, mm. oh, animators over here. Uh, sorry guys, we haven't got very much. Um, not like when, when the Unicorn Trilogy was out and it was just all bloody Armada and Energon and Cybertron all over the place. It felt like it wasn't given the, being given the same push, at least not in this country. Maybe it was in the US, but here in the UK, it didn't feel to me like it was, it was big, a big deal, if you know what I mean. I can't, you know, I'll take your word for it because I honestly can't remember what its shelf presence was like. Mm. I do remember buying almost all of those toys in store so yeah i must have gone to toys R us or got it in argos or something oh yeah i mean but, they they made their way here it wasn't like we were, there was a shortage but i just remember it not being pushed the same way yeah that other stuff was so yeah the the line unfortunately got cancelled at the same time uh there were toys that didn't make it to market in the end as well there was a lot of japanese toys that we didn't get or well, no, in Japan, they put out some toys that didn't come out in the US. Yeah, like some exclusive. Isn't that Blackout figure an exclusive one? Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, like, they'd already got quite far into the development of characters for the fourth season when it got cancelled. But mm. Japan didn't even put animated on till 2010. Okay. <laughs> so, and that's when they released the toy line. Ah. Uh. So they already had all that stuff so the ones that the ones there were some that got cancelled that never never ever got made Mm. but there were some cancelled ones that were cancelled in the u.s that did appear in the japanese line including blackout as you mentioned just before just just now um wingblade optimus prime which is the you know the the one with the with the jetpack as it were and um a weird underwater bumblebee okay You had like a little submarine that you got inside. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there were a bunch of other things that never made it, like um, during season four, Megatron was going to get reformatted into a triple changer, the term Marauder Megatron. And he looked, <laughs> he looked a little bit more like the movie Megatron, but he turned into like a kind of uh, Cybertronic kind of tank kind of thing and a Cybertronic kind of spaceship, I think. That got as far as a prototype that never got released. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing the Japanese toy line did was they gave them all metallic paint jobs, or gave a lot of them metallic paint jobs. Didn't they have a lot of translucent ones as well? Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, I say a lot. I think there's like a Rodimus one and a Prime one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There is there is one or two. Yeah, and yeah, Rodimus did make it, did just make it out in the uh, US line and the and, and the Japanese line. The Japanese Rodimus was more metallic, and I think mm. yeah, I think you're right. I think there was a transparent one as well. But that's something the Japanese, the you know, Takara do a lot of transparent <laughs> versions of things. Oh, I love it. It's great. It's something they do, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> did you any have any particular favorite toys at the time or even now? I think. Probably Prime, but not the um, not the Voyager, mm-hmm. Voyager, the the Lux one that had like a really show accurate axe. Oh yeah, I think it was for like uh, the two pack. Mm-hmm. I think the battle begins with Megan and Megatron and comes with the DVD. Yeah, I think that I really like that two pack, and I think probably um, Blur or Jazz. I like Jazz's old mode, and I loved how. How they figured out Blur's legs, so what made that work with his wheels and things like. I never had the toy, so I could never, I couldn't really say. But yeah, it, it did look cool. Yeah, 
didn't they re um, reformat that uh, into Cheetor? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, which works really well because it looks a little bit like Cheetor would have looked in Transtech. I I think isn't it like a botcon recoloring or something? Isn't it some sort of con exclusive? Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was an, it was an exclusive or something. Yeah, but yeah, it does have that kind of um that look that you saw in those Draxel Jump concept sketches, uh, which I quite liked. So yeah, it's a good looking toy, but I ne- I never had it, so I can't I couldn't I couldn't possibly say it was my favourite, but it's um it's definitely a good one. Lockdown's another really good one. The way they make him turn into such a tall robot from a small muscle car. Mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of the deluxes were really good, um, and the voyages were a bit here and there, but it had a good range of like, really cool deluxes that you could just pick up. Yeah. Well, thinking back to the toys that I had, the ones that were, I think that my favourites of the ones I had were, um, oh, I, I loved Prowl. I thought Prowl mm-hmm. was brilliant. A really clever toy design. It's show accurate to a T, mm-hmm. and it, really quite poseable as well. And I like the fact that another thing I liked about the whole toy line in general was that not everybody just had fists with peg holes in. Mm-hmm. Like, some of them had hands, you know? Like, he had hands. Oh, yeah. right? As in, as you know, rather than a... You haven't got fists, you've got hands that were, like, open. Yeah, you're right. A lot of them had either articulated hands, like mittens type of things, or they had fixed open hands. They don't all have fists or five-millimeter port mm. peg. Exactly, exactly. It was, it, yeah... So yeah, he's great. The helicopter Megatron was really cool, mm-hmm. really cool toy. Had electronics that didn't get in the way. Mm-hmm. The way the cannon kind of connects underneath it, it was like it was just it was just a really cool looking toy in both modes. And the other one is Ultra Magnus. That was fantastic. Yeah, I never had. I never had Ultra Magnus. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> brilliant. Really, really like. Again, it's show accurate and really chunky, big toy to play with. Not not oversized, not ridiculously big, but a really nice chunky thing that work, worked really well in both modes and looked good in both mm-hmm. modes. Yeah. Uh, um, Grimlock, also, I had Grimlock. I liked him too. He had some issues with his arms weren't particularly poseable, but he was, he was pretty cool. Black Arachnia was really good. Hmm? Black Arachnia story, which then became the Legends one. Yes, I never had... I never had the animated one, but I had the um, well. I gave it to mm-hmm. you, didn't I? The one that was remolded to be to look more like Beast Wars Black mm-hmm. Arachnia. Yeah, it's quite a good toy. It's a little bit floppy, but but it's quite yeah, it's quite a good toy. I liked it. In terms of like fembots, very rare to have one that looked like the character without a whole bunch of mm-hmm. car on the back or something. Seems to always be the case, but I guess with the Black Ratness design, it worked really well to get that in bigger form. Yeah. No, it, it looked good. I liked I think, it. Um, the one I had. Did you have any Holy Grails? Like, was there any you really wanted to get or you never got a chance to get? Well, no, because the... Re- well, I mean, I, I, I did really want to get and did get Rodimus. Oh, right. He's a good toy too. But yeah, I mean, no, because this is a period where I was coming out of, bu- right. of buying Transformers. So, like, I just basically got together a nice selection of figures that were my, my little animated display, and I was quite happy with mm-hmm. that. So I think I had Prowl, Megatron, the helicopter one. I did have the other one for a while, but I think I sold mm-hmm. it. And Cybertron version, Optimus Prime. I really like that mm-hmm. figure. It was quite cool. And, uh, yeah, Ultra Magnus, I've already said, um, Grimlock. And I, and I was quite happy with that. I certainly wasn't getting a bumblebee. <laughs> it was a, it was a great toy line. It's a shame that it got the whole thing got cut short. Really, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. even the um, those little toys you mentioned, the, the small activator ones, mm-hmm. were really cool. And then he had like an even smaller like Legend class one. Uh, like, I think you could find them separately. They came in multi packs. So they were really good. They were like really so accurate for how small they were. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I didn't have an awful lot of it, so I don't have a a great frame of reference for a lot of it. But but like the toys I did have, I thought were brilliant, and I thought like, like we like we're talking about the way that they they matched the show was brilliant. It's one it's almost it's one up on what Beast Wars did in a way that kind of that collaborative 
process that the toy designers and the animators went through mm. produced a really amazing, really individual toy line that I don't think has been matched since, in a way. That, that, that's just so clever that they did that, and I don't know why they don't do it more. No, I agree. It's, uh, I mean, like, uh, recent uh, toy lines, I mean, War for Cybertron, I think it has its its good points mm. in certain characters, but the hindrance in some figures and what you see on screen and stuff yeah. like yeah there is it would be nice if they collabed a bit more well maybe i mean i don't i don't know much about um cyberverse or um that's the second version of rid mm-hmm. i don't know much about those maybe they did that a bit i don't know those those are shows that have definitely completely passed me by um, and maybe they do. I don't know what they're doing with Earth Spark. Maybe they are. I don't know. Oh yeah, that that, that reminds me. Did I was meant to ask you this before? I think season one, Grimlock, when they well, the Dinobots become sentient, he has the phrase where he says, "Car robots bad, Dinobots good." Is that any callback to actually car robots and them having a jab? <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Slightly other. Light-hearted animated show. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm I'm willing to say yeah. Um, I don't know, but it sounds like it to me. My Do you want to quickly talk about other things like comics, video games, and other media? I know you love this shit. <laughs> um, I always wanted to have the uh, modern, modern, the animated video game, um, but I just never had a, a DS at the time. I did, and I didn't. I didn't play it because I don't play licensed computer games. Well, <laughs> generally, <laughs> I remember it at the time. Uh, I, I, it looked great, and I was like, "Yeah, animated," but just never got one. Uh, Apparently, there are a couple of arcade games as well. Uh, yes, yeah, I've seen some stuff online about the other games that they had. Mm. Good, as far as I hear. I mean, especially for yeah. Transformers games at the time. I thought you were going to go into a huge uh, monologue on how great t- Nintendo DS game was. I'm, sh- I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in it. <laughs> I honestly don't know. And the only animated comic I read was the one that came with the Jets, the um, Safeguard and Jetstorm thing. So no, it, was just, it was just a little story about them and mm. them on Cybertron the 7 and stuff. It was a nice little story. Yeah. Well, I know, I know IDW did a comic that pretty much followed the plot of the first two seasons. Mm. And then they did another thing called Arrival that was like a mini-series of kind of original stories within the same continuity, but not, you know, just stories to the side of what was going on. Okay. And there was a... um, It didn't last very long, but there was a a newsagent-style UK comic published by Titan (laughs) that had uh, reprinted stories and written articles and fun and games and cover-mounted free gifts... And of course, the original content was written by Simon Furman, mm. but that only lasted three issues. Oh, so it yeah, it, it wasn't a hit. I might I might have got that though. If that sounds familiar, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the remaining bits and bobs that were going that were from that because there were some extra stories that didn't get published. They ended up being published in the Transformers movie comic. Right. Because there was one of those mm. as well on news agents' shelves. So I suppose, I suppose they were like, oh, I don't think we can actually sustain two <laughs> kids' magazines about Transformers at the same time. <laughs> so they just combined them together in the end. And some of the animated stuff did appear in there. There was a manga series. Uh-huh. Yeah. Called Transformers Animated The Cool. <laughs> and... That lasted for like 10 issues. And then there were three more issues called Transformers Animated Extra. And they were typically Japanese, you know. They sort of loosely followed the plot, but not really. I I didn't know there was manga. I'm I'm very intrigued. Well, look it up. Look it up. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. I'm I'm not going (laughs) to. But, you know, you you knock knock yourself out. Talking of Japan, actually, we should briefly talk about some of the differences that the Japanese show and toy line. We spoke about the toy line, but the Japanese show. I'm so... You sent me this, was it yesterday? And I was skimming through it. I thought, what is this? What, what was going on in Japan? The Otoboto family. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. So in Japan, they had segments before and after the episode of the Otoboto family, who were like these this Japanese family who really loved Transformers and really loved to tell you about them. <laughs> and it was basically like promotional stuff, really. And they sometimes they show you how to transform the toys, or they show you how articulated they were. And there was it was kind of a little bit like a comedy sitcom kind mm. of thing. It's called Autoboto because it's it's similar to the way ja- the Japanese pronounce the word Autobot. Right. But like these were on the beginning and end, and because they wanted to put those bits in, they cut three minutes from every episode. <laughs> wow. So that they could both fit the Autoboto stuff in and the Japanese intro and outro sequences, which were longer. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen the, the, their intros and stuff. Yeah. It's really good. The intro sequence is really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most Japanese intros turn out what the show's about. <laughs> it's incredibly well animated. And yes, it makes it. It's, it's almost too good and possibly might make the show look a little bit less good as a result. Why does it look as good as the intro? <laughs> Not that I don't think it looked good, but the, that intro was pretty pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, yeah, that Autobotter thing is weird. Yeah, there, there is there is a YouTube video that has all of those segments put together. And it's, it's mad. I mean, there's no subtitles either, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but uh, it, is, it is weird how things are different. Different things that they did with it. It's weird because like we don't really get that in a lot of shows. Sort of. Like it does happen. I mean, there are intros where there's a there's someone talking to the people about the show they're about to watch or the themes they learned in the show, but not very often. Um, G1 season four or five. Yeah, I mean, it ha- I'm saying it happens, but it's not. Yeah, <laughs> where Power Master Prime and their little boy. Yeah. In- introduce it. <laughs> But yeah, no, you are right. You are right. Let's wrap this all up in a way by talking about the impact and the legacy of Transformers Animated. What do you think the impact has been of Transformers Animated on Transformers as a franchise and as a fandom? Um, I think it it really shows the a possible future, like an ultimate Transformers media franchise stuff we could have been getting if the movies didn't happen or weren't as successful. Like, there's another... Like, this could have continued into more. Um, An alternate reality where the movies didn't ruin everything. Yeah, like, I mean... (laughs) Because without the movie's interference, we would have gotten more of this. And I think... You know, more more fans may have come back to the franchise, or more fans would have, you know, found a certain love for it a bit a bit more. But I mean, ult- ultimately, the movies brought a lot of new fans in anyway. So yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it, it... in the eyes of Hasbro, it was a win. Yeah, it's, it's, it, but I mean, it's like this was like a crossroads of like yes, live action stuff and TV stuff, and obviously with the success of the movies, that's the line Hasbro went with, mm. and then therefore. That affected the TV stuff and the toys and whatnot. So I think animated is the last time we really got that type of freedom and not bogged down to like these set characters that have to be in everything now because of the movies type of thing. Evergreen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're right. I mean, I suppose Prime was officially the last the last show that had some. I mean, I, I suppose I've got to say that War for Cybertron had some effort put into it, but <laughs> it, yeah, it, it does does feel like, and on, on Prime was very much a product of the movies existing. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, it was the last time they kind of did something uh, different mm. with the franchise, whereas now it is very much yeah the same old same old. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it's a shame, but. Uh, I know people will say love them or hate them. The movies did well and therefore helped the franchise grow to the behemoth that it is now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, w- I wouldn't mind living in that world where the movies didn't happen and things just carried on trundling along with new reimagined series of uh, of, um, of Transformers every few years, where we've got a good, a new, a great new idea. This is what we're going to do. 
rather than just go, uh, well, let's just do G1 again. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, even the whole, the whole aspect of it being uh, having seasons and it being episodic and, like, there's a lot of it that is the last time they really played with this. And I think it's felt in the fandom, like, Hmm. Having a love of these characters and having these, what's the best word? The character development for the characters is hmm. done in such a way where people have really fondness of the show. Yeah. You know, there's a character they're attached to because of their story and the development. You know, instead of just being, this car turns into a really cool looking robot. There's a lot of strong feeling about it within the fandom. Like you said about talking to people in TFN hmm. and so on, like, it is thought of. It is quite highly thought of, mm. and a lot of people would love to see either a return to animated in, like, seeing new animated toys, or, or for me, for me, it's not so much that I want to see more animated. I just want to see more risks taken, like they took with animated, mm-hmm. the same way that they did with Beast Wars, like that kind of like, let's just do something different. But yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think because it was so starkly different, people find mm. and and good. <laughs> people have this kind of love for it, you know. It could have been starkly different and rubbish, yeah. but it wasn't. But let, let's talk about some of the, some of the the, the legacy then mm-hmm. of of animated. There are some things that have, that were created in animated that have kind of lived on, mm-hmm. like the character of Lockdown. Mm-hmm. He ended up being the main baddie in an awful movie. <laughs> and um, he was also in Cyberverse and IDW. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. Bulkhead. Mm-hmm. He continued into Transformers Prime mm-hmm. and other iterations. And we've had a, recently had a, a a sort of version of him in Legacy. Mm-hmm. Is that meant to be the Prime one or, or what is it? What is it even? I think it's meant to be the prime one, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and we spoke about it before. Ratchet's um, characterization, mm-hmm. old grumpy grump. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's covered through into Prime and IDW and so on. And oh, and one other thing about Bulkhead is that it, it created a new archetype, didn't it? Of like um, big lumbering green guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know in uh, the second R.I.D. 2.0, as it were, mm-hmm. there was Grimlock, who was a big lumbering green guy. Yeah. And I don't know who this is, but I looked it up. Uh, apparently, there's a character in Rescue, Rescue Bots called Boulder who's similar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Magnus Hammer is a thing now. Mm-hmm. I think the term, I think they've used the term Elite Guard here and there and so on. So there are things that have come through. But as to whether we'll see any more animated either within the toy line or within the fiction or anything, I do not know. I mean, they've kind of hinted that it's possible. Not that it's going to happen, but they could do it. Oh, yeah, didn't they? <laughs> there was an interview, wasn't there, where people mentioned it, yeah. didn't they? And they said that they... I mean, it's one of those interviews where they talk to a toy designer or something, and the toy designer just talks from the point of view of, I'd love to do that. <laughs> but, like, no one says, we're going to. It's just kind of like, yeah, we definitely want to do that, but uh, we'll have to wait until we're told we're allowed to. But I mean, in the sense that he, he was like, the rumours about they're not allowed to do any animated characters or they don't. There's some sort of confusion mm. with the network owning it more than they do. Is, it's like, no, no, we own it. We can do it whenever we want. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I'm sure Hasbro still owned the toy line. So, like, it's not like they can't make toys. Mm. And I think that they, I mean, they they, they showed, um, they eventually showed animated on, on the Hub channel. So it's like, I don't think there's any dispute there with Cartoon Network. I think that got, I think that got resolved ages ago. Yeah, yeah, it, that's definitely, you know, cemented it to people like, oh yeah, they can do it. Well, I, over the years, I don't know if all of them are artificial or they're fan creation, but it's definitely the, the designs of characters that I've seen in an animated style sense. Mm. Uh, like there's just every character under the sun. Yeah, there have been some, haven't there? You haven't really seen it with like third party, but you've seen it with kind of fan-made custom stuff. I don't know, it's, like, I said, like I said at the beginning of the episode, it's an often overlooked and underrated part of the franchise that it's a shame that 
more people aren't tapping into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it would be good to see that part of the franchise get some representation. Oh, yeah. I mean, we spoke about this before. Like, what, what other Transformers series really screams for, like, the red line or just something that's not mm. a transformable series where you can really focus on those stylized designs? But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I'd be, I, I'd be happy with just reissues. Yeah, those toys were so fantastic in the first place. Just when we get to, I mean, it's when we get to like the twentieth anniversary of animated. <laughs> let's have a reissue line. I mean, you know, heck, if they could do it for Beast Wars, um, yeah, why not? I, I... Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's only it'll be twenty twenty nine, won't it? Mm. Do it, <laughs> do it. <laughs> My well, there you go. That's the Arma Optics lowdown on Transformers Animated. What did you think? What did you like? What did we miss? I know something we did miss. We missed. We didn't talk about the shorts, but don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your feelings on the subject? We need to know now. So please take to social media and tell us. Find me at at Gear Orion and Orion underscore Gear on Twitter and Instagram, respectively. Dave, what are your social media handles? Um, you can always find me, VirtualDave26, on Instagram or on Twitter. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, don't forget that if you enjoy the podcast, you can let us know by liking, subscribing, sharing, reviewing, etc., etc., blah, 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 blah. We really do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Not only that, if you want to show your appreciation with actual money, <laughs> go to www.patreon.com slash argmyoptics. And don't forget the double A. Uh, what can they do, Dave? Um, give us a lovely Amazon goodie next time you're feeling <laughs> generous. Excellent. Uh, I was wondering whether you'd remember what you said in the last episode. <laughs> so yes, please do. Please do give us an Amazon goodie. Um, thank you for listening, and please join us again next time on Our 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 Our